Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch, and welcome to Overcast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode, we'll bring you latest insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. We're joined this week by Chocolate's Plant Nutrition Specialist, Mark Plunkett. Now, with fertilizer costs remaining high, we start off the conversation around timing, location, and rate of nitrogen application in the spring. Mark explains what the crop requirements are at present. We discuss the P and K requirements and how these could be supplied to grazing ground and the silage crop. And Mark emphasises the importance of slow use on alternative strategies where this is not available. We move on to discuss the impact of correcting soil pH has on productivity and end use efficiency, and why more farmers need to consider spreading lime where needed. Finally, we finish up discussing the importance of fertiliser spreader calibration before we set off this year. We start off, however, with Mark discussing fertiliser planning this spring. We're getting to the time now to start thinking about uh, where do we go with our slurry, our farmyard manure, um, our fertiliser. I say um, the days are getting longer, uh, soils are are drying out, and yes, most definitely, it's time to start thinking about about fertiliser. Mark, it's been a relatively good couple of weeks now, so has leading into this, and as you just stated, like we've seen slurry tankers moving around the country, the fertiliser uh, spreading period is open. If we talk, start off maybe with our spring nitrogen. Just, it's no harm to have a recap on this. In terms of timing and getting the conditions right, what are we aiming for there? Yeah, look, I suppose, Cairden, um, you know, the, the days are getting longer, so like sunshine very, very important, you know, as we move into the month of March. So, you know, things that we're looking for, is, you know, soil temperatures above five and a half degrees, you know, good field conditions, a good forecast ahead, and that the grass is growing, that there's, you know, there's a demand out there in the field. At the minute, we're taking about, you know, about, about two of the boxes um, in terms of soil temperatures, field conditions, but, you know, sunshine levels are, are still quite low and grass growth levels are quite low. So we're trying to, to match the supply of the nitrogen with when the grass requires it. Um, and that's very much around efficiency and I suppose getting the best bang for your buck or getting the best value out of that nutrient that we apply, Kieran. And I think, look, that, that's a key point to this. Is it is really about getting best value because prices are still high in it. Grass growth, look, we're still only in the middle of February at the moment. And you talked about response rate. What is the demand for that crop at the moment? The the growth rates there um, predicted for the, for the week ahead there on Metairn on Sunday, I think they were predicting between 7 and 12 kilograms of, of dry matter per hectare per day. That gives you a weekly requirement of nitrogen of somewhere around 2 kilograms. So that's what's required. Uh, so the demand out there in the field is quite low at, at this point in time in terms of, you know, going out there and, and spreading fertiliser. The grass is really only starting to kick off again. It's only waking up for the, from the winter. It is going to help it on. But if we just talk about the rate, then we should be looking at. We've, we've scaled back slightly from the advice when we went out a couple of years ago. Look, price is probably one of the biggest determinants. Of that, but there is other environmental considerations as well. What kind of rates are we looking at when we have the ideal conditions to go with? Yeah, yeah. look, Kieran, it's a good question. Uh, we're generally talking maybe 12, 15, 20 units per acre. And again, you're looking at using a urea-based product, a protected urea. It, it's, the mo- it's the safest form of nitrogen. But again, you're going a small amount of nitrogen. And as I was saying, you're trying to time that nitrogen, you know, within a week, 10 days of when growth is about to, to kick off. And that's when we're going to u- utilize that nitrogen more more efficiently like if we put out nitrogen today and it sits there say for the next three weeks a month you know that that nitrogen it doesn't hang around it, it can be lost um, and it won't be available there to grow the grass when the conditions um, are ideal or you know when temperatures are good 
you know, the, the day length is increasing, soils are drying out and grass is actually growing. So just like in simple terms, we'll move back basic from a half bag to a quarter of a bag an acre in that kind of rate. But you're trying to you're trying to get a little bit more out of it um, later in the year, like in terms of the total usage, some of that not spread and how will be available to use later in the year. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, no, it's, it's an important thing to consider. Mark, like even within a farm, there's going to be fields that will respond better. There's areas of the ground that will be needed more. I suppose in sheep context, with guys starting them on the first March time is going to be more limited at that stage to spread it. If you're targeting within your own farm, we're looking at areas of higher covers, younger grasses, from more fresh reseeds and farms go to them areas first with it. Yeah, absolutely, Kieran. Again, from an efficiency point of view, again, you're looking, as you said, the drier fields, the more responsive fields, the fields that have been receded in the last two or three years, the fields that have a cover of grass. You know, they are going to be the fields that will utilise that nitrogen and grow grass in, in the early part of the season. But they're going to be the ones that kick off growing earlier too. Exactly, so exactly. Your, your demand is higher. Look at the nation's one part of the story in terms of the P and K, and I suppose let's put a little bit of context around this. A lot of advice last year was a P and K holiday, just given the sheer increase in cost of fertilizer, and look, it was an exceptional circumstance. Mark, overall, the P and K story on dry stock farms—it's not really a good one at the moment. No, and um, we have the results in for in for twenty twenty two, Kieran. And again, there's you know fifty seven percent of our soils are at index one and two for phosphorus. And again, 47% of our soils index one and two for potassium. Um, I suppose, you know, we have a lot of soils that, you know, have, have a have a requirement there for both P and K. Look, it, it's a tricky time. You know, fertilizer looks like it's going to, to remain high, um, definitely in, in the early part of the season. I suppose the one positive Kieran on the dry stock side of the house is that there's a low demand for P and K, especially on the grazing ground. So something like, you know, 18, 6, 12, you know, tends to be the, the best value for money in terms of P's and K's. And again, very well balanced on, on the grazing side of the house. So again, a nice product. And again, maybe get a little bit of sulfur in with your 18, 6, 12 as well, as we're finding good responses to sulfur on on on, uh, on on grazing ground. Like Mark, that has to be put in the context that that's going to have a beneficial effect for the crop. It's going to improve your nitrogen efficiency as well. So you're investing on the double in some ways. Absolutely. And again, you know, that we get a good response from putting out that little bit of phosphorus, you know, in the March, April window, whether it's, you know, whether it's free draining soils or, or heavy soils. So it's important to keep the P's and K's right in terms of utilising the nitrogen more efficiently and most importantly, in terms of growing the grass. Look, we're talking about P's and K's. Our biggest demand is going to be our silage crops. And look, it's a, it's a good opportunity to see a lot of slurry moving, farmyard manure in some cases moving, but in the slurry in particular, that silage crop is going to be very hungry for P and K. In reality, it probably needs most of the slurry produced on the farm market to go back out again to those areas. It it does. It does. I, I ideally cared because the feed, the silage has been produced on the farm from those fields. So ideally, all the slurry should be going back to the silage fields to return the nutrients or to keep the, the crop in balance. Um, and again, look, you know, it's it, it's it's one area of the farm that, you know, we must fertilise correctly to, to maximise that that first cut of, of grass silage. Ideally, you know, 3,000 gallons per acre of good quality cattle slurry will supply the majority of P's and K's and about a third of your nitrogen. And again, something like protected urea plus sulphur, the 38 
uh, plus 6% sulfur is a good product there in terms of supplying the balance of nitrogen. And I suppose in the absence of slurry, there is a nice product out there. It's, it's a 10-5-25 kiln. And like something like three bags to the acre, again, topped up with nitrogen, would do a very, very good job on silage ground. It's a simple enough program, so it is to follow as well. Yeah. Possibly the one area that might be missed in some cases are products that have gone ahead of us. We take offtakes for silage, a very useful practice for grassland management or producing high quality silage. But we are also removing P and K off those. And in some cases, whether it be the timing or just suitability, they don't always get slurry back on them. Mark, you quickly deplete a P and K index in the field if you're taking offtakes off it and not putting back in some compound or slurry. Absolutely, Kieran. If you're, if, especially anywhere you're cutting, you are taking out P's and K's. Grazing is totally different. The majority of P and K is recycled back by the animal onto the grazing sward. But anywhere you're cutting, taking out those, you know, that good quality grass in terms of bales or putting it in the pit, it's important that, you know, the slurry goes back there or some form of fertilizer, you know, something like a, a 13,620, a 15,320 goes back onto those areas of the farm to keep the fertility in balance. Look, they tend to be the same areas in the farm, so it's important to have a plan in place what you're going to do with it. Maybe just on that, before we move off to some other aspects of soil fertility, in terms of purchase, and, and look, it's as you indicated earlier, fertilizer price is high, it's likely to remain there. There is probably a small amount of stock on some farms, or a small amount of nature has moved, but I would suspect on all dry stock farms, Mark, the bulk of purchasing hasn't happened. In terms of a plan for that, like from a urea source, protected urea is probably a go to on it. From the compound point of view, you touched on a couple there, like 18, 6, 12. Is it, is it a case of keeping it as simple as possible on the compound side? I, I think so, Kieran. Well, if you go back to the nitrogen, look, I, I think that the best value in the marketplace in, in at this point in time is going to be protected urea. Uh, there is going to be a lot more urea around in the marketplace. It's coming about 30% cheaper per kilogram of nitrogen compared to the likes of, of a can-based product and get it treated, you know, get the get 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 the protected urea, you know, as it reduces the risk of loss and it will grow you more grass. In terms of the P and K, again, I, I would keep it simple. Um again 18612 plus sulfur is, is the product of choice. And the, I suppose the big thing there, the positive positive care is that you don't need a lot of it. Like you know, a bag to the acre will maintain your P's and K's um, you know, on, on a reasonably stocked uh, dry stock farm. If it fits in well with any of the different rounds of fertiliser application, we'll cover you for that period of time. Look, we're talking about fertiliser, the cheapest source of fertiliser, and it's probably the one we still have a challenge with getting enough out there on farms as lame. The uptake in lame on dry stock farms, um, or maybe just the overall picture first on how much lame has been used on dry stock farms over the past number of years. You've looked at that recently as well. Uh, it's 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 a it's a good question to ask. Like nationally, our lime use has increased nationally. We're applying somewhere in the region of a 1.2, 1.3 million tons per year over the last two years. Unfortunately, on dry stock farms, the the the, the soil test results would show us that you know 57% of dry stock soils have a lime requirement. So you know, again, very very important to look at the soil tests put a plan in place and get, get the lime out. Like it brings many, 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 many benefits in terms of, you know, releasing nitrogen up to 70 kilograms per hectare per year. It'll also release phosphorus and it'll also increase the, the use efficiency of whether it's the NPK in slurry or the NPK in fertilizer. So lime, absolutely very, very important, Karen. Look, and it is actually shocking when you look at the figures of the increase in utilization you get from correcting that soil pH. Like it's it's a no brainer when the figures are in front of you. 
Well, it, it'll actually release nutrients as well. Like, you know, by, 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 you know, by correcting the acidity or the pH in the soil, you know, the, the bugs, the bacteria, the earthworms, they work for you. They, you know, we can release nitrogen, the fields will be greener. We can release phosphorus at no extra cost. Like lime is a, a very, very small cost and big, brings big benefits. Like we can grow 10 to 15% more grass, you know what I mean, from lime alone. Um, you know, so something that, that shouldn't be forgotten about, like. Just in terms of timing of application, maybe with exceptional silage ground, you know, I think there's this bit of a fixation that you can't spread in spring when stock could be going out grazing a month or six weeks' time on it. It really can be spread right around the year in most cases, but spring is certainly a good enough time to get out on grazing ground with it. Yeah, like like even at the minute, like ground conditions are good. Like if you're not going to be out grazing for a, an, another month or whatever, like or three weeks, like now is a great time to get it out. Or maybe after paddocks have been grazed out, you know, even to have a, a lorry load of lime tipped in the yard and, you know, have it in place and ready to go when you get that window of opportunity to apply it. Well, it'd be highly unlikely that we won't see somewhere in between now and March to wash it in anywhere. But <laughs> no, like it, it, it really, and at this stage of the year, you get the benefit within that season. Absolutely, like you know, once it's applied, it's washed in, it starts to work. Do you know what I mean? It it will be doing the work for you in terms of nutrient efficiency. You know, it'll increase the productivity of that sward. You know, you know, um, straight away. Mark, maybe finally, just before things get too busy on farms, a very basic one, but like the fertilizer spreader that we use on farms, most cases probably is not checked from year to year, but. Setting up correctly, calibrating it correctly, that's going to have a big influence on the response you get, how much fertilizer you use. And, you know, it, it's an important task that's probably not done enough on farm. Yeah, absolutely, um, Kieran. Like, I, I think especially with more urea now in the marketplace, you know, and we, we, we're spreading more urea, there will be different settings required on the fertilizer spreader. So very, very important that it's set up correctly. It's, it's leveled from side to side, back to front, and also uh, calibrate the fertilizer spreader. You know what I mean? To get first to get the right rate and secondly to ensure that it's been applied evenly uh, across the spread weight that's an important consideration Mark look good getting you on today thanks for that update it's very timely okay thanks Kieran. no matter we'll have to leave it there for this week Mark has covered a lot of very important areas we need to focus on for this spring I have included a link in the description to the Soil Fertility page on the Chagos website there's a world of useful information on it helpful technical articles and clips well worth a visit that's it for me for any updates from our sheep program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chalk Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and get notified of new episodes.